Philadelphia's Narelle Kaye brings her guitar voice and thoughts to the antidote. Thanks for coming, Narelle. Thank you for having me. I have to ask you about the K. Does that make your last name totally unpronounceable? Oh, no, no, no. It's my middle name because I was getting married in between the shift. So I didn't want to put my last name on the album. And also it's uh, my Instagram name. (laughs) So I just thought it would be easier just to keep the K, you know, for artist reasons. And still makes you findable online? Yes. Indie Vision Music has described your voice as a cross between Bjork, Alanis Morissette, and Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries. Have you ever been a fan of any of those artists? Uh, yes. When I when I saw that they compared me to the Cranberries, I was very excited. I was on vacation with my family and started jumping up and down on the boardwalk because I love the Cranberries so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very excited, to say the least, because I've been listening to them since I was like a kid. So... So very excited, yeah. (laughs) Great, and you've got their whole discography. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But that's tough to have you being compared to other artists, because really, are comparisons necessary for any artist's career? Um, I mean, it has some benefits, because it also uh, kind of pushed my, not my ego, but I felt a lot better about uh, my music, because it's like your child when you put it out there. because I was always so quiet about singing. I'm not one of those people who's just like, yeah, I have music. You know what I mean? Mostly it's my husband going out of his way, or my mom, (laughs) or one of my friends being like, oh, when we're in a group of people, you know, like, oh, and she has music out. And and I just get kind of quiet, because like, I've always just kind of been more quiet about that aspect of my life. Um, But when you're compared to other artists that you love, you're like, oh, so I do sound okay, kind of a thing, you know. Um, so it's not a totally a bad thing, but those are some very major comparisons. Um, Alanis Morissette, you know, like she has a very strong voice, a very strong character, I think, artistically. And so I think that was very interesting to read and go, wow, like someone thinks I remind them of her. Like that's very interesting, you know. This is going to come across as a sexist comment, and I'm really not meaning it to be this way. But I find with a lot of women artists, you know, they have a strong speaking voice, and all of a sudden they go to be recorded, and they turn into a wimp. (laughs) You don't do that. You keep it up, even though it is a softer tone. Yeah, I definitely think so. I used to be very quiet singing, actually, and my voice teacher pulled that out of me. She was like, I know you. You're very bold with, uh, you know, your fashion, because I come from a punk background. I grew up and was listening to really crappy punk bands. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) and when I came into college, I had half my head shaved, and everyone thought I was a Satanist, but I wasn't. I was just a punk kid who loved Jesus. But anyway, and so like when I came in, she was like, you don't look like everyone else. Like you definitely have a strong personality. So I know you can make noise. And then she would like force me to make weird noises to like, to get myself comfortable. And yeah, so that was her doing. Mrs. Carney's awesome. So. (laughs) So she was one that forced you into doing this along with your family members. Yes. But you know, it's like, I wanted to do music, but I, I think that a lot of artists, um, even if they don't admit it, have a lot of self-doubt they have to overcome, you know, Uh, because there's so many people, especially when you go into being a music major to get trained. Um, Not necessarily that you're always competing with, but uh, you compare yourself 
whether you realize it or not, like subconsciously all the time, artistically, you know? And so I think that a lot of artists have that self-doubt, especially women, because um, we get judged no matter where we go, because like, it's just kind of the way society runs or has run and uh, hopefully will not anymore. It's getting better. Um, <laughs> but yeah. You really threw me when you brought up that punk aspect of your past. Yeah. What you're creating in your EP, Consider the Trees, that's the farthest possible point you could get from punk. Oh, yeah. But it's funny because I'm heavily part of the hardcore scene and heavily involved um, in my ministry with my husband is uh, ministering to kids in the underground scene and loving on them because kids come to that scene to find um, a belonging there's a sound that you hear or you don't hear in, in hardcore and punk music. Like it's kind of like a dog whistle, either you hear it or you don't. So there's a sound like in that it's like a kind of like a revolutionary sound, you know? Um, and so that was a lot of my background. I grew up listening to bands like Blindside and uh, Chevelle and the classics. Yeah. And so like Blindside is literally my all time favorite band. And so I grew up listening to that stuff because my mom raised me on that and like, whatever, up till I was like 13. And then I started getting into Under Oath and, you know, all your typical like youth group bands, as they would say. But then when I got into high school, I made friends with um, kids who did not grow up in a Christian home. And so I started listening to like Leftover Crack and like uh, Black Flag and just stuff like that. And so that's uh, heavily where I got into music for real and started feeling that. But I also had a lot of mixed music background because I also listened to the Cranberries like I've said and I had a huge Blondie phase and um, I love bands like Daughter too which is the more acoustic side and there's a lot of really good acoustic 90s music too uh, that I I got a lot of inspiration from and growing up I listened to the radio a lot um, with my older brother and so I think that's a lot of where I have a love for both punk and hardcore and acoustic music. Um, I guess it's it's funny because <laughs> even though I go to shows and you'll see me punching kids uh, while my husband is playing on stage, then you'll see me playing at like a coffee shop, like some soft acoustic music. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that must really mess with people that know you. I hope it does. I like making people uncomfortable. <laughs> it's in a good way. <laughs> I'd like to challenge them, you know. But your music doesn't put people on the edge. Well, not, not that I necessarily want them to be on the edge, but I want them to think, you know, I like to invoke thought, <laughs> sort of. Well, then why don't we get into the EP? Consider the Trees is quite interesting. It carries this theme where the songs tie nature into faith. Yeah. How do those two mesh? Um, well, I've found that in my own walk with uh, the Lord that he really talks to me and gives me sort of like metaphors about spiritual things. For an example, uh, it's called Consider the Trees because uh, the song Breaking Branches on there, well, that's the second title of it, but it's Consider the Trees. That song is about a season in my life where God was ripping a lot of things out of me that like weren't useful. And a lot of the songs on the EP, if you go to John 15 um, in the New Testament, it talks about like, I'm the vine, you are the branches, anything in you that does not bear fruit, I'm going to cut off. Um, And everything that does bear fruit, I will prune so that it's more fruitful. And so in me, I was going through a season where I had a lot of junk, you know, in my life that I knew I shouldn't, you know, be doing or dealing with uh, that I should just get rid of. 
And um, a lot of old friends were kind of being ripped away from me um, that were just very negative and draining and um, just, you know, people that didn't care about me that were just very negative people. And there was also just like a relationship that I had to go through and all this stuff, you know, um, when you're a young girl in college and you also have the, <laughs> a music career ahead of you and you're, you're working really hard, you just start to feel really uh, weighed down. And so I, one day I was taking um, a walk on this trail um, on my campus at University of Valley Forge and it's a beautiful trail, but there was a storm that had just gone through and these huge, beautiful trees, which Valley Forge is known for, they're trees. I don't know why, it just is. <laughs> all these trees were ripped to shreds. So I'm taking this walk and I feel like the Holy Spirit had me stop. And I looked and these trees, their branches had just been like ripped off. And it was like almost devastating to see because I looked up and I saw these trees and, and I just was like, that's how I feel. That like all this stuff is being broken off of me. And like the Holy Spirit just said to me, like, but don't worry, like, we're going to clean this up and, and there's going to be new branches next year. And um, there's also scripture about God saying like, I'm going to break, you know, these branches and they're going to be thrown into the fire because they're not useful, you know? And so consider the trees is also about, it's a taboo subject, I guess, to some people, but those who walk away from the faith, um, you know, like there's a lot of scripture about what happens when judgment comes and that those branches will be thrown into the fire. Um, and it's a really hard thing to talk about, but I, I like to talk about um, the wood and like the trees because like Jesus was crucified on a tree. And um, when there was the Passover, they put the lamb's blood over the doorpost so that, you know, they would be passed over and they'd be safe. And so like the Holy Spirit showed me that connection um, that blood on the doorpost was just like the blood on the cross that he was the Passover lamb. Like when he says, I'm the vine and you are the branches, it just tied it all together. Like, oh, wow. Like we're all <laughs> like, because of what Jesus did, like we get to have that chance to be pruned and to be worked on. A lot of us don't realize how present God is and that he has, you know, rainfall on the righteous and the unrighteous because of his grace and that the only reason we're breathing is because of his grace. Um, the reason that this EP is nature themed is because that's the way that God talks to me in my writing and in my poetry is just like, like, hey, I made nature and, and I, I'm, I'm going to show you things through it. You know, I'm going to, you know, show you stuff that you couldn't even imagine is this something that you're also longing for? Is the outdoors, the nature? Well, I mean, I love nature and I'm also very vegan. So I love animals too. I'm like that girl who sees a cat and starts going like, oh, like that's me. So <laughs> there's plenty of animals in Philadelphia, but um, actually Matthew and I just moved to West Philadelphia because it has trees and parks and I do have a need for trees there's something about it and like seeing the leaves to me it's very cathartic i guess <laughs> <laughs> the songs on consider the trees also relate about the assuredness you have in your faith is having faith in god that easy for you um i think that faith is a struggle and that if anyone says that in their entire christian walk they didn't struggle that they'd be lying through their teeth um because people say that doubt isn't good but the fact of the matter is you couldn't have faith without doubting, you know? Um, and so that's what my one song on there is about wildflower where those, that was a time that Jesus gave me that song. Um, and that was him talking to me 
like where I was like, you know, God, I feel like I'm drowning. And my friend had a prophetic vision of me as a flower in a field and there was rain pouring down. When she was praying for me, she saw this flower and it looked like the flower was like getting, you know, messed up by this heavy rain. She just said like that when she saw that, like the Lord said to her, tell her, don't worry because she's not going to be crushed by this rain. You know, so that's a, that's a lot of what that song is about. And it's about a struggle with faith. You know, I, I think that as Christians, we just need to be honest with ourselves um, so that even more so we can glorify God with our lives because you, you can't just suddenly have faith by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, at least not for me, maybe for other people. But for me, it was like God had to show me he loved me. When I would have, be going through a hard time, I would go back and remember those things. Um, and I would speak scripture over myself and be like, all right, God, well, you promised these things and you're God and, and you're the same yesterday, today and forever. So you said that, you know, you were going to do this. So I'm going to believe you. And really, I mean, what else do we have? You know, like that's what everyone in this world is searching for is like an assuredness that everything's going to be okay. And Jesus gives me that. Um, and I've not found it anywhere else, even though I've tried, because even though I grew up in a Christian home, I ran away from the faith when I was about 15 because I hung out with the wrong kids and um, started getting into really, really awful things. <laughs> and um, when I graduated and I had gotten accepted to Valley Forge, like nothing, um, God just showed me that, you know, that I was there for a reason and I recommitted my life. But so it's like, I know what it's like to struggle and I know what it's like to be in the world without having faith. And it's terrifying. And every single time God has proven true. I think it's tough for people. It's still tough for me as a long-term Christian to accept the fact that I can't fix my shortcomings. Mm -hmm. And I've got to leave it with God to solve it for me. But is that also just passing the buck? Do you mean like being complacent? Or do you mean like uh, trusting the Holy Spirit because he's the only one who can change us anyway because we suck as humans? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it in a nutshell. Let's keep it blunt. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm good at. So I'm very honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've already spoken about two of the songs off the EP. Let me pull up what's my standout song, The Gardener. Can you tell us what caused you to write that track? It was actually like a very last minute one, but it's my, one of my, I, I wouldn't say my favorite one, but it's, uh, I just, I like that song for its simplicity. It's very simple. I literally wrote it in like 20 minutes. That was just from John 15. Um, I'm the vine, you are the branches. And, you know, I, I don't remember who spoke on it one time at uh, my college when I was in chapel. He said something about Jesus having dirt under his nails I just sat there and it so resonated with me. I was like, wow, like to imagine Jesus, the King of Kings, and I'm a vine, you know, <laughs> and he gets down in this dirt with me and he's just like singing over me because that's what the Holy Spirit does, you know, like that we get to have the Spirit of God in us. It blows my mind, you know, and that that's what Jesus does is like, Basically, like, I'm the vine, you're the branches, so, you know, I'm going to cut off this stuff that you don't need because I love you, and I'm going to take care of you, and I'm going to tend to this garden better than anything else, you know, and also in Isaiah 5, it, it talks again about, 
I built a vineyard and I and I planted all of these vines and like I I put in a, a wine press and what more could be done for this vineyard is what is being said in Isaiah five. So it just like really paints this picture for me of Jesus and of the Father, just like um, attentive, you know, and so careful with what he planted and what he's brought into creation, you know. And when that guy talked about, you know, dirt under Jesus's nails, it just really painted this picture for me of Jesus kneeling down and and taking care of me. Like he's the vine and I'm the branches. And so like he's just down and he's just gardening and he's just taking care of me and ripping out this stuff and being so close, you know, it's just like the proximity is, is almost like too close, you know, because we have the Holy spirit and, and he's just getting in there. It's not like he, you know what I mean? Cause the media portrays Jesus as this far off, uh, you know, God who stands there and, and points and yells, you know, and, and it's not, he's, he's just a lover and he's just in his garden and <laughs> he's just talking to us and singing over us and, and taking care of us and like giving us the grace to even breathe. And that's Jesus is that he got down and did the job that no one else could. So that's kind of what that song's about for me. You know, that's why I wrote it. Then what about for Narel K? Is your music your garden? Yeah, I would say so. I also do spoken word, which is not recorded yet. And I also have a lot of songs I need to record. So this EP was a very cool first step the way it worked out. I feel very blessed. Yeah. <laughs> That's also a huge tease. <laughs> I mean, three yeah. songs. Yeah. And I'm also, not nothing is solidified, but me and a few of my close friends are working on a tour, I think, in the Midwest and, and West Coast, I believe. So the, in January. So we're looking at that. And um, yeah, definitely I have to um, talk to the guy who I record with you know, Screaming Parrot Studios, my friend Sam, he's awesome. And he's so he's so sweet. And he's just really easy to record with. And he told me he wants to put a full band behind a few of my songs that I recorded on the EP. So um, we're definitely looking at a lot of projects in the near future, to say the least. How cool. And touring life, you'll get the enjoyment of sleeping in your car and strangers floors. Yes, yes, I will. I'm <laughs> Norell, thanks so much for spending some time with The Antidote. I really appreciate this. Thank you for having me. <laughs>